What's good, Southeast Louisiana? It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Wednesday. We are already mid-January. Can't believe feels like we were just Christmas. Feels like we were just New Year's. We were just watching LSU and Purdue. We're already now in the middle of January, January the 11th. We've got a fun 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way. So go ahead and do a favor, or do yourself a favor, rather. Go and get up out of your office chair. Maybe go to the, you know, company refrigerator get yourself a coke pour yourself a cup of coffee maybe get you a donut snack whatever it may be take a seat relax and enjoy because for 90 minutes we're going to entertain you if you are a high school college pro sports fan we've got richard jones of home of christian school in the next segment of the show uh he's the boys basketball coach there we called his game last night against south lafouche and came away incredibly impressed with the way that they played. They played hard. They had a good plan. Came away incredibly impressed with the way that school played. And it's a young group missing some guys. Like, yeah, that team's in a good spot going forward. We'll have Richard on at 1145. At noon, we'll have the other half of the coin. South Lafouche boys basketball coach Brody Williams will be on the line. Talk about his team's win last night. His team's game with Ellender on Friday night, which you will be able to hear right here on KLEB. And then also, you know, some things that the Tarpons are looking to get accomplished in this stretch run of the year, man, it's go time. I've been saying it every single show. It's go time for our local high school teams. At 12-15, we're going to do friend. We're going to hang out with our guy Taylor Griffin, our broadcast partner on KLEB. The Turtle and I will be talking about high school ball, we're talking about maybe the Pelicans, maybe college football playoff. Certainly some WWE, Stephanie McMahon resigns from the company, Vince McMahon's back in charge, and we've got all kind of madness and chaos going on there, so we'll talk with the Turtle at 12.15 and chat with him about all kinds of things that are happening in the world of sports. Then we've got our mailbag, questions from you all that we need to get answered. Our mailbag is loaded thick. We'll get those questions answered at the bottom of the show, then we've got our betting picks, but first... We've got to give you local scores from last night. Our girls' basketball scoreboard first. These are girls' basketball scores. Destrahan gets a 35-31 district win over Central Lafouche. Great win for the Lady Wildcats against Central Lafouche. East St. John gets a win over HL Bourgeois, 60-35. It's a good win for the Lady Wildcats over the Lady Braves. Um, Also in 5A girls' basketball action last night, you had Hanville get a 47-38 win over Thibodeau. So the Lady Tigers of the River get a win over the Lady Tigers of the Bayou. And a big one last night. Terrebonne gets a 28-26 win over Homa Christian School. So Homa Christian is no longer undefeated on the season. Terrebonne gets a 28-26 win there. That's a little bit of a surprising result. Not going to lie. And look, Terrebonne I think is really good. I just think that uh, you know, I've I've seen Homa Christian. I saw them beat South Lafouche. I've seen South Lafouche beat Terrebonne. I just thought Homa Christian would be able to to make that one happen. But Terrebonne gets a big, big win uh, over Homa Christian School. Last night, we had Morgan City and their return to action after a lengthy suspension of play. They fall to Plaquemine 43-27. Morgan City goes down last night. We had Berwick fall to St. James 44-6. Apparently, they played a football game instead of a basketball game with a 44-6 result there. Going to St. James. Uh, let's see. We also in 2A. Well, I told you about Homa Christian School, so we'll move down to single A, where we had Central Catholic of Morgan City get a 77-17 win over Centerville. 
Vermillion Catholic beats CCA 36 to 27. Hanson Memorial defeats Generette 54 to 36. Those are our girls basketball scores from last night. Now to the boys side we go. Uh in 5A, Destrahan in overtime defeats Central Lafouche 62 to 59 in a game that Central Lafouche just had to have. That uh, you don't want to say the word must win. There still is a lot of basketball left. You don't want to use things like that. But that was a must win for Central Lafouche. Central Lafouche is sinking in the Division I non-select power ratings. They needed to beat Destrahan pretty desperately last night and were not able to make that happen. Um, Central Lafouche now is sitting at 36 in the power ratings. Um, and they're pretty far down in their climb. So it's going to be tough for them to dig all the way out of that, falling to a Destrahan team last night. Uh, that's tough sledding. A game went to overtime. It was close. It was competitive. The Trojans had a great shot. But for the second straight district game, they were unable to close. East St. John defeats Hanville 63-53. to The Wildcats get a win over the Braves. Hanville defeats Thibodeau 68-55. to Hanville keeps the pace as probably the top local 5A team in our area. Then we go to 4A. In overtime, Ellender defeats E.D. White 61-58. to Jaden Carter makes some big shots late for the Patriots. E.D. White made a three-pointer to force overtime. Game was a thriller. Actually was able to watch the third and fourth quarters over in Bayou Sports. It was a thrilling game. Back and forth. Ellender pulls away, gets a three-point overtime win. Assumption falls to Donaldsonville 51-45. to Good win for Donaldsonville over Assumption, which has kind of been struggling lately. Lutcher gets a 55-46 win over Helen Cox. Really good win for Lutcher. South Lafouche gets a 48-40 win over Homa Christian in a game that you were able to hear right here on able to hear right here on KLEB rather. Uh Brandon Daniels kind of just took over the game in the fourth quarter, made a lot of plays, kind of wheeled his team. Homa Christian had an excellent defensive plan for for BJ. They were in front and back on both sides. I mean, they had him locked in but he was able to get free enough to allow the Tarpons to get a win. Patterson gets a 62-39 win over South Terrebonne. <clears throat> and then let's see, we go to 3A. Morgan City gets a 48-46 win over Berwick. Morgan City, of course, a 4A school beating a 3A school in Berwick. Um, we told you about home of Christian school, so we go down to single A and we tell you that Central Catholic of Morgan City Got another win. They beat Centerville 60-18. to And Vermilion Catholic puts it on Covenant Christian 69-19. to Tough result there. Basketball power ratings. Uh, in Division One. non-select. Hanville is currently the lead dog. They're number seven in the state. Comfortably in the playoffs. Terrebonne number 13. Comfortably in the playoffs. South Lafouche number 22. <clears throat> comfortably in right now, but still has some work to do. East St. John number 28. Right on that bubble. And then there are a bunch of teams trailing the pack. Central Lafouche 36, Bourgeois 40, Thibodeau 41, South Terrebonne 42. Those teams likely are not going to get in. Division 2, non-select. Ellender sitting at number 12. They're in a good spot to potentially host. They're comfortably in. Lutcher's 24th, sitting in a pretty good spot, but has some work to do. Morgan City 27th, sitting in a good spot, has some work to do. Assumptions trailing the pack at 35th and will be difficult for them to punch a ticket into the postseason. Division two select Vanderbilt Catholic is the lead local team, fifteen and two overall. They're number six in the state in Division two select. Ed White has been climbing the ladder lately with some good results. They're nine and seven. They're fourteenth in the state in Division two select. And then we go to Division three select. Homa Christian School sits there. 
<clears throat> they are currently at number 27 with a 7-9 and nine record. Division 4 select Central Catholic of Morgan City is number 6 with a 9-6 and six record. They're playing some good basketball. And CCA is at number 29 with a 4-7 and seven record. We go to girls basketball really quickly before we catch the, the commercial break. Division 1 non-select. We've got a lot of teams bunched up. Thibodeau, number 11, the highest local-seeded team. Hanville, number 17. Destrehan, number 19. East St. John, number 20. All those teams are pretty comfortably in. Central Lafouche at 28, right on the bubble. They've got some work to do. South Lafouche at number 30, right on the bubble. Got some work to do. And then trailing the pack, HL Bourgeois and Terrebonne are 39 and 40, respectively. South Terrebonne is 43 without any wins on the season. Division 2 non-select. The Ellender girls are starting to get in position. They're number 17 right now with an 8-12 and 12 record. See if they could start playing some better basketball coming home. Assumption's actually ahead of them at number 15 with a 9-10 and 10 mark. Morgan City, this is embarrassing. They're 1-1 one and one on the year, but because they haven't played any games, they're currently sitting at number 20. Don't know how long they'll stay there. Then we go down to um, Division 2 Select. Vanderbilt, the number two team in the state with a 12-2 and two mark. They're playing excellent. They've got a great team. <laughs> E.D. White, Nixon Axe team. They're currently sitting at number 15 with an 8-9 record. So both of those teams are comfortably in the field. We go to Division Three. Kathy Luke's home of Christian Warriors are sitting at number three in the state. That was before yesterday's score got logged. They are, they was Their list is 12-0 here, but we know that they lost last night. Maybe they'll slide down a spot or two. But home of Christian in a great spot. And then Division Four, you got Central Catholic of Morgan City sitting at number six with a fourteen and four record, and Covenant Christian Academy sitting at number seventeen with an eight and six record. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we'll go to Richard Jones of Homer Christian Boys Basketball. His team played hard, fell just short last night. It's play by play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all new Raging Cajun, one hundred two point seven FM. Do you want a free easy go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? 
Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Just Blair here. We go to the phone lines for the first of three guests that we have today. The first guest today is home of Christian School Boys basketball coach, Coach Richard Jones on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, good morning, Casey. I'm well. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely, man. Look, we uh, we were just talking about this off the air. I was super impressed with the effort your team played with last night. Came in, had a good plan, executed it well. And with, oh, three, four minutes left in the game, man, and it was anybody's game, they made a few more plays than you guys did down the stretch. But I know you got to be awfully p- proud of the way your team competed last night. Oh, for sure. Definitely proud. Um, though we did have a, a really good game plan, uh, you know, the kids executed uh, to a T. Uh, we kind of went into this game on the hold, um, hold Daniels and Cureall under 30, and, and we did that. So, um, you know, it was kind of up to – some other guys from South LaBouche to step up and credit to them. Um, uh, you know, Jarvis kids stepped up and played really big minutes for them. Uh, Alamont hit, hit a big shot. Um, you know, it was uh, Coach Brody made some some really good adjustments. He took uh, he took BJ off of that high post and, and put him on that short corner in the second half. And it kind of gave our, little, our defense a little bit of trouble. But, man, it's, um, you know, definitely, definitely proud. No, no moral victories over here. On our end, but um, our our kids were super positive, and I thought we uh, we played as a family. Bro, you guys uh, are very good, and we were talking about this throughout the broadcast at initiating that contact on offense and drawing fouls. Like you guys shot a bunch of free throws, and you know, so quick off the dribble, so good with penetration, and and not and and the the, the key thing, and this drives me crazy when I see this happen during games. Your guys just go up and shoot a layup. They're not trying to contort their body to avoid the contact. They're just playing through it. That's really cool to see, really rare to see, and looks like something your team's pretty damn good at. 
Yeah, you know, it's something I think that I've been preaching to all my guys is that everybody has the green light. Uh, we went out to this uh, this pace and space offense, this five out uh, motion spread. That's a little bit awkward because it's not a it's not a traditional five out. It's kind of an even guard front, and we really just try to. Our main thing is just share the basketball to the open man and pass through those single gaps and really drive off those double gaps. And you get downhill, you know. I leave it up to our players to make to make the plays and make the make the decision. So if they can get to the rack, go up strong. You don't. You, there's no finesse moves necessary. If you see chess, play off of two feet, kick to the corner. The corner is always going to lock in and, and keep their spacing. And uh, you know, it, it's so it's so early on in our system. Um, with our kids and, and, and sky's the limit, you know, to play that style of basketball. And I think they're all having fun playing that style. And it's, it's not one of those things where it's the play scoring. It's really the kids leave it, leaving, leaving it up to them to make the decisions. And they're making really good decisions. We just got to find a way to put the ball in the net a little bit more, you know. Talking to a couple of your parents after the game, I understand that you guys were actually without a couple of key pieces and are a little bit beat up, man. Talk about that on the injury front. Are you guys expecting some of those kids back, or, or are they season-ending uh, issues that you guys are going to be dealing with? So, um, yeah, there's three main pieces that, that are out right now. Um, Evan Savo, of course, that was a that was a season-ending injury with his ACL. We haven't, we haven't played a game with him, our only senior. Um, Justin Brinson is a name that uh, a lot of people might not be familiar with. He's an eighth grader, didn't even play summer ball, kind of threw him into the fire. He actually started the first game that we played this year. And you can just see game by game by game, the game was have, has really been slowing down for him. He actually led us in scoring against Assumption at the E.D. White tournament with 12 points. Um, so he, he was really kind of our sixth man off the bench, but playing starter minutes. So he – He's been sorely missed, and uh, Remy LaBeouf is a big part of what, what we do. He actually uh, – he's a kid we're hoping to get back in about three weeks. He just got his, um, his hand, hand thumb uh, casted a day before uh, last night's game. So he's a kid that averages 9.2 points a game and six rebounds a game. Uh, but, look, nevertheless, you know, it, what that does is even though we're a little bit shorthanded, it just allows, you know, an opportunity for the guys that are healthy and for others to step up. Um, and and conversely with Salafouche, they they were missing a big part of their offense and, and and their team and and Nick Coleman. I got a lot of respect for that kid. He's I told Brody before the game he he's a kid that kind of unlocks Salafouche. He's like a Swiss Army knife because he can do everything. So. Uh, just proud of my guys for stepping up. You guys had a really good plan and had a lot of eyes paying attention to where 23 was at all times, and you slowed them down. And I told you this before we got on the air, better than probably anyone has all year. Now, he did some BJ stuff at times, you know, going up and dunking on, in traffic and you know, getting some and ones. But by and large, you guys kept him out of that rhythm, and th- that's good work. That's not easy to do with some guys that are undersized and maybe a little younger, but you guys slowed down maybe the best player in the area. Yeah, I, I think, not maybe, I think he is the best player in the area. Um, you know, as a coach, we always, you know, attack each game and you want to neutralize what the other team does well or you at least want to try to limit their best player or best players and, and make others beat you. And we we kind of attacked this, this this game plan for a couple of days and not letting 23 uh, – have easy points, you know, and, you know, transition buckets, you know, sometimes off a turnover, there's nothing you can do about it. He's going to, he's going to throw it down, tomahawk jams or whatnot. You know, sometimes you just got to move on to the next play, but I thought our guys did a really good job. Um, 
DJ played incredible defense in the in the half court set on him, uh, especially in in that first half until they moved him to that to that short corner. But you know, a kid like DJ, uh, he's special. So it's kind of like holding on for dear life. You know, he had seven points with two and a half minutes left in the third. And if you would have told me that before the game, I'd have I would have signed it, signed the dotted line right then and there. Um, and look, credit to him. He was a little he was a little shaky from the free throw uh, line starting one of five and he finished down the stretch 10 for 11 so credit to bj uh we just wanted to make him earn everything that's it uh, and, and i think we did it we did a good job of great players always find a way good stuff you guys have haynes academy coming up on friday what do you know about them what are some things you guys got to do well to try to get in the winter circle on that one haynes academy has a has a bourgeois uh, it's uh, a bourgeois kid he's uh he, he's really good he can fill it up um they play really really good team basketball uh we're gonna try to look to speed them up a little bit throw them off rhythm um defensively kind of switching different things and uh really try to pressure the basketball but it's uh you know it's one of those road games in new orleans so you got to be you got to expect the unexpected but uh i know i know our kids are gonna be ready for the test for sure tell me about that oh you guys are excuse me you guys are in that spot right now where you're right on the bubble division three select you guys are sitting at uh, 27 right now with a little wiggle room to maybe move up if you guys get hot. Do you talk about that with the kids? Let them know, hey man, like we got to catch fire. Or are you just kind of let it play out one game at a time? You know, they our kids kind of pay attention to to those things, so I, I try not to initiate those com- those those conversations, but I I will engage with them when they bring it up. I, you know, it's it's cliche and it's old hat, but uh, I try to take that that one day at a time approach and not not add any more added pressure on in a game by game basis, but, uh, we kind of know where we're at and there's two games, uh, the next two games, we have to take care of business. We got to find a way to go on the road and beat Haynes, Haynes Academy. And we got to take care of business against Covenant Christian, uh, on our senior night on, on Tuesday at our place. So we're excited about it. Bro. After that, man, you guys are going to challenge yourselves. You guys are going to play maybe the three top teams in the area, Terrebonne, Vanderbilt, Ellen, they're all back to back to back. You're going to find out what your team's made of, bro. You guys got a very, very difficult stretch of games coming up in the next two or so weeks. Absolutely. We, you know, we have to take care of what's in front of us right now. Uh, when that stretch get, stretch gets here, you know, even with all our guys healthy, it was going to be a gauntlet, uh, even more so now with some of the injury uh, concerns we have. But, you know, I told them before last night's game, the beauty about basketball is you, you just got to put five kids on the court, you know. You put five kids on the court every step of the way, and you play as hard as you can, and you, and you play your own brand of basketball. And um, high school sports are, are a funny thing, man. I'm I'm not surpri- surprised by by any results anymore. You know, it's it's how bad you want it, what what adjustments you can make, what adjustments can you make to the adjustments. Uh, but I like our spot where we're at. After that gauntlet, we'll start district. We start district so late, which is kind of new for me. Uh, so we start district on January 31st and we'll, we'll play three games at home and we'll play, uh, we'll play two on the road. Tell me about, um, number two, I believe it is. It was Dufresne. Boy, he, he got in a little groove there. We started making some shots and maybe even was thinking about a heat check there. Boy, he looked like he strokes it with confidence and plays with confidence and was good on the glass for your team as well. Tell me about that kid. Uh, Brody Dufresne, he was, uh, he transferred over from, from HL last year. Um, so he, he's a kid that's a little bit new to the system. Um, 
big, strong kid, kind of a kid that, you know, wears the, his emotions on the sleeve. And, and, and man, he, he can really he can really fill it up when he's playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, super proud of Brody. You know, DJ and Brody are a tough backcourt to defend. You know, I, I, I think a lot of teams don't expect that when they when they play Homer Christian. But, you know, with that style of play that we're, we're, we're trying to engage and play, they're, they're, two, t- they're two kids that, that really complement each other well. And um, you know when when Brody gets going, um, it's it, it's pretty tough. And, and and when DJ is going downhill, we're pretty tough. Um, we just got to find a way to 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 make a few more a uh, few more shots. But um, you know Brody's a competitor, as 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 all our kids are, and and I expect nothing less. You know they they wear you know they wear their the emotion on their sleeve a little bit maybe they get it from me i just i'm just glad they're all in and, and the efforts there and just excited about you know the rest of the season this summer and 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 everything to come in the future bro i'm gonna ask you this and, and, and i hope you don't take it the wrong way because i mean it with with great the best intentions last night we said on the broadcast a couple of times like it looked like you were having fun because you could tell your kids were bought in in a way that maybe they weren't always at times at Terrebonne because of some other factors or whatever it may be. You know, the kids maybe had some distractions or whatever it may be. Do you kind of feel that? Like, it just felt like a different energy. You guys were all pulling in the same direction, and it looked like you were just having a blast, man. Man, it, 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 look, it was fun. It was fun, I, I, and I am having a blast. And, and, and I'm all in. The kids know I'm all in. The kids are all in. The parents are all in. The administration's all in. I mean, look, Homa, Homa Christian, Homa Christian basketball. We're rebranding this thing, and 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 I'm just I'm just so excited about the opportunity to be coaching this group of kids, you know, and uh, and I'm blessed to have this group of parents. I mean, it's and and I genuinely mean it. I genuinely mean it. Like it's uh, it it was great. You know, I had fun. Look, and I had fun in a poorly officiated game on both sides. And I think Brody can agree. <laughs> It was terribly officiated, and I and I look. I it, it is what it is. We we got to find a way to do a better job in this association. We have to. There has to be. There has to be a better pro, a product. There has to be. You know, I mean, the integrity of basketball. You know, for these kids, we got some awesome athletes. We got some awesome teams. We have to get some people that can do the job the way it needs to be done because it wasn't done the right way last night and it was terribly officiated on both sides of the ball Look, i wasn't gonna bring that up but since you did man do you prefer a more loosely called game or do you prefer a game that's basically you know rugby like we saw at times last night which of the two medians do you prefer uh just consistent man yeah you know we can uh, we can adjust on the fly there's just no consistency man i i don't get it and and look, I, I mean, this might be a little bit, of sh- little bit short-sighted, but it it hasn't been a fun year for 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 officiating. We have to do a better job. There has to be uh, a better educational plan in place to get some get some young get some young blood and some some people that's not just just so um, just influenced by the basketball scene and and. We have to get some new blood. We got to get some some high school basketball players that go to college that want to do this part time. I I don't know what the solution is, but it, it's something that has to be done to to improve the product. It has to. Amen, brother. Thanks so much for the time. You said a mouthful, and I agree one thousand percent. Thank you, buddy. We'll have you soon.
Casey, appreciate y'all, man. Y'all always do a, do a great job. We, look, we're looking to do at Home of Christian, which y'all would would you guys do at South Lafouche as far as the production of everything. So if you got any advice or you can help out in any way, that's what we're trying to do over here too, and we appreciate it, man. Absolutely, dude. We'll stay in touch, partner. Thank you, man. Yep, there's Richard Jones at Home of Christian School doing a wonderful job. Whew, he uh he said some stuff there at the end, and it's hard to disagree. At times last night, that was a bit rough, and it was a bit rugged. And as he said, consistency. You shouldn't be able to RKO someone on one play without getting whistled for a foul, but then if you you know graze someone shoulder to shoulder, you get caught. Like, it, it's not always consistent, and it's a hard job. I get it, but being an athlete and playing and coaching is a hard job too, and those guys deserve the um, 150% effort and getting the best people in those positions. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Brody Williams and South Lafouche. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. 
Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. In the next segment of Play by Play, we're going to do friend and we're chatting with Taylor Griffin, our broadcast partner here in Coastal Broadcasting. But first, before we do that, we're going to the second half of our coaching uh, matchup from last night. We had Richard Jones in the last segment. He had some interesting things to say. Now we go to South Lafouche Boys basketball coach, Coach Brody Williams. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Doing good, Casey. How y'all doing? We're doing great, man. It was a good night for your team last night. You get a good PowerPoint win because Homa Christians won some games and they're going to win some more. Actually move up a couple of spots to number 22 in the non-select Division One side of things. Um, maybe didn't always play the way that you would have wanted to, but you get the end result, which is a win. Tell us about the way your guys competed last night. Yeah, I, I thought we, we kind of came in maybe a little – uh, we weren't focused. You know, that, that, I take responsibility for that. I need to get the guys ready. And, uh, I, I could just tell we, we – I think we took them lightly because they were a smaller school, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes you look at scores from other games and, you know, you beat a team by a lot and they only beat the team by two or whatever. You know, you play that game in the head. But you got to treat every game as, as one game and a faceless opponent. I thought the credit to them, they had a great plan. They, they, they you know, they, they – Pressured us, pressured us in areas. They, you know, they they get exposed us a little bit, and then we you know we missed some shots. But then we started knocking down some shots in the end. So overall, I'm not super pleased, but it, like you said, a win's a win, and we'll, we'll take it. Last night's player of the game on our broadcast, our Industrial Power Systems Power Player of the game was Jarvis. He was all over the floor, getting rebounds, scoring in the paint, even made an outside shot. Dude, you name it, he did it. He was playing great defense, competing hard to the final whistle. Um, couldn't have done it without him last night. His effort was great. Yeah, I mean, he, he, that's what he brings to the table. You know, he, he he's always going to hustle. I mean, even if you go watch him in practice, he dives on the floor, he sacrifices his body, he takes charges, he does the little things you ask him to do. You know, and you, he can, you know, he might turn the ball over here and there, but we're willing to uh, accept that and because of what he brings, the positive stuff he brings to the table. I mean, energy, he does exactly what you want him to do in defense. He he rebounds well, even though he's a smaller guy. He's always attacking the offensive glass. He makes things happen. Uh, you know, and he's starting to get some confidence. And some, you know, earlier in the year, he didn't play quite as much, or he played a little bit. And he didn't, I didn't find him much confidence. You know, I'm kind of talk to him. Look, play with confidence. Be a threat to score. Uh, you know, play your game. And I think he's starting to hit that stride, which is good. Which is good for us in this point of the season. Late in the game, you guys were struggling with this, and I'm going to ask you kind of to give your philosophy on this. You were up oh seven eight points, and you guys were running your stall offense, grinding out some clock, trying to draw some fouls. When do you guys, or when do you want the guys to go and look to score, and then when do you guys want to look to just keep grinding it? Because there were some times where you guys were open and maybe didn't take the chance. And there were other times where you maybe weren't as open and went and shot a shot in the lane. Like, obviously, if it's a, a wide open layup, uncontested, you're going to want the two points. But when 
do you want the guys to just bring it back out and you know just go run 30, 40 seconds more of offense? Yeah, so, I mean, even starting at the beginning of the fourth, we, going into the fourth quarter, the, one of the big things I said was, you know, we don't really need three-pointers right now. And now, look, we shot. It was an open three we shot. And, you know, it might be – not everybody might not understand that, but, you know, you might penetrate. We kick out. We Think about it. We got – we're up 11. We can look to get good quality shots inside. At the same time, we can burn clock. They were playing like a zone type trapping defense. They were leaving areas open on the floor. Make them have to run all over the floor. Make them extend out or make them go man-to-man. Now you got your good man-to-man stuff you can run and get layups. So, really, I mean, whenever it gets cut down to seven, though, it's hard to stall because, you know, if they steal it and they go down and score, now it's five points. They steal it. You know, so at the end, I thought we did a good job of, of kind of protecting the ball. And, I mean, the fouls come into the situation, too. If, if we had, I think we, they had six fouls or a foul, and we were going to shoot free throws. So, in that moment, you know, you want to kind of slow down and make them feel the pressure and foul you, and you get to the line and you score that way. Uh, you know, a couple times I thought we did a good job. Uh, we got, like we could, like you said, we could have shot or scored, but we kind of pulled it out. But early on, when we had, like, the 11-point lead, I thought we kind of made some bonehead mistakes uh, and took some, some shots that – weren't really the best possible shots for us. So, on the flip side to that, um, how do you guys get better at playing defense without fouling? Because, boy, that was an issue. You guys had Alamon get three fouls in the first quarter. You know, Jarvis was fighting foul trouble. Kyle was fighting foul trouble. They were penetrating, head down, and just drawing contact, and you guys were not getting in position to take charges or play better defense. You guys are going to have to do that better in the future. Yeah, you know, it comes early down to team defense and and knowing your limitations. Now, look, I'll say this: part of the, the game plan was to put a lot of on-ball pressure, and and you know, I thought we could get some turnovers. But hats off to the, their guards, Fulham Christian. They handled you know the pressure, and uh, they were getting downhill and drawing fouls. You know, but you're playing against someone that's a little quicker, and you play off of them a little bit, um, and just know the personnel. If he's not really a shooter, if he's more of a penetrator, you could play off. If someone's a shooter, then you got to play a little tighter on them on the perimeter, you got to be more in the space. And it comes down to really weak side defense, um, being in position. So when they do penetrate, you know, we can, we in a position to come over and cut off the lane and, and take a charge and drop on the weak side. But a lot of times we were just chasing and we're out of position, uh, especially on the weak side, and we had nobody coming over to take a charge. Um, and then they exposed that. You know, they got to the rim. They drew fouls. Luckily, they missed some free throws and uh, – uh, we missed free throws also, but luckily they missed some free throws, which uh, you know allowed us to get a little lead on them. They had a really good plan for Daniels, man. He they had guys in front and back on the side in every direction. They had so many sets of eyeballs paying attention to him. And in the fourth quarter, he did his thing and he kind of willed you guys home plate excellent down the stretch. But man, uh, I know you guys are are going to be seeing things like that coming down the stretch. Talk about the way that they defended, and then also the way that you guys got to combat that if you see it again. Yeah, you know. The way you combat that is, is you, we got to kind of maybe get out of transition a little bit and get BJ in some space because I mean he could create like you know like a guard. Uh, it's just so hard because we we want him in the middle and and, and down low because usually that's where your your best score is at and and he can rebound above the rim. You know if he's if he's away from the rim, you kind of lose some offensive rebounding opportunities. Um, but I mean other guys got to step up and make some shots and then I thought we did. I mean some guys off the bench made 
you know, they would kind of cut into it a little bit, maybe seven, six points, and then we would hit someone would hit a three pointer. I think Bryce hit a three pointer, uh, Jarvis hit a three pointer. You know, the main thing is we just got to like play with some confidence. So other guys can't just always look to be uh, getting BJ the ball. And, and BJ got to understand that teams are going to do that. They can't get frustrated and just quit on the team. You know, other, you're going to have to score through other opportunities, through our offense, through other players. And then when we put shots up, you know, it gives BJ an opportunity to rebound and get his points off of, uh, off of offensive rebounds. So there's a couple different things. If teams are playing that tight, you know, a tight zone, you know, you got, you got to make shots from the outside, and you you, you got to crash offensive rebounds, and you got to get a little bit more maybe in transition game, um, some point scoring with fast breaks and stuff like that, uh, to give us an opportunity to to score some points. Big L in their game coming up on Friday. Those games always seem to come down to the wire. How do you guys finish the deal? You guys played them close last, uh, earlier in the season. They kind of pulled away late. How do you guys come out on the win again this time? We got to handle uh, pressure. They're going to send the running jump, a uh, trap, and we got to have people moving to the ball. Can't be out of control. Uh, we got to we got to run patient offense. We got to be um, <clears throat> play at our tempo. We don't want to get you know in a running up and down uh, match with them. <coughs> Excuse me. We got to play uh, hard on the inside, win the rebounding battle, and uh, we got to play better defense. We got to keep the ball. You know, out the lane, not let them penetrate and not let them foul and not, not, not allow them to draw fouls on us. And, you know, we just got to play a little more enthusiasm and a little more want to uh, to win. Good stuff, brother. Thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, all right? All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. As Birdie Williams doing a good job, his team gets a win, earns some power points. Now they're heading into a big matchup with Ellender. Uh, that'll be fun. It always is. Uh, that'll be over at Terrebonne High School. The Tarpons, I think, will have to get off to a strong start. They didn't do that in the first game. They were kind of playing from behind. Rallied back at the end, and they even tied it with less than a minute left, but then the Patriots pulled away late. So that'll be an excellent game, a fun showcase of local talent. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. Going to Taylor Griffin. We'll chat with the Turtle about high school basketball and everything in between. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE. 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third-grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too. Your good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. 
We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store, as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time, the Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEV. Casey just Blair going to the phone lines one last time. It is Wednesday. It is 1215 roughly, a little bit later. We ran late because of some of our good coaching guests, but we go to the phone lines and we've got Taylor Griffin, our color analyst on Coastal Broadcasting covering South Lafouche Athletics. Also the public address announcer at Nichols Basketball Games and then apparently also Golden Meadow Games on a select basis. Turtle, what's good, brother? How you doing? doing fantastic today how's it going over there good man look we spent a lot of the first hour of the show talking about the south lafouche and home of christian game we had both coaches on it was a really good game really well played game ah, i shouldn't say that it wasn't all that of a well played game but it was a it was a good game it was an entertaining game south lafouche gets an eight point win over home of christian tell us your thoughts tarpon's gonna win their seventh of the season they move up two spots in the power raking projections because of the win it's a good one for coach brody and his team uh yep as uh, as we mentioned last night at the end of the broadcast, you know, a win is a win, and <clears throat> we don't like to complain about wins because they mean they mean everything. That's the reason why we're playing to win. We ain't playing to lose. But my goodness, there were some some bad spots. There were some bad minutes. There were some unorganized, just ugly basketball took place last night on both sides. Uh, at times, um, you know, but credit to Homer Christian with the seven players they had, you know, they, <clears throat> those guys busted their butts. They, uh, they did what they could. I know there was a, the one guy, uh, I believe his last name was Dufresne, man. He came alive in the second half. He played great, kept the tarpets on their toes. Uh, DJ Adams, freshman sensation, who I never would have believed you if you wouldn't have told me during the broadcast how young he was, man, he, he did some really good things, and the Tarpons just 
never really had an answer. They were just fortunate to be just good enough to keep Homer Christian behind, but they never really put their foot on the gas and held it like we talked about. They never truly established that they were going to dominate that game. And, uh, <clears throat> and there was a lot of turnovers. There was missed free throws. There was no help on defense, missed charge opportunities. Uh, you know, I'm not bad mouth, but I'm just uh, talking about what I saw. And you and I both know that the Tarpons are much better than what we saw last night. But uh, at the end of the day, a win is a win. I think, I think the biggest positive that South Lafourche could take last night is something that Brody said in the last segment is that every time Homer Christian would get close, they would make that big three-pointer, get that big and one, and every time it was a different kid who would do it. Jarvis made a big shot. Alamo made a big shot. Cural made a few. Bryce Adams made a shot. So like a lot of kids who aren't used to being in that situation in such a close game Stepped up, and that's good to see, man. Maybe built a little bit of depth up last night. Hey, yeah, that, that is a good point. You had some young guys who very rarely, if at all, get any varsity minutes, and uh, and they stepped up in big ways. They may have only hit one or two shots each, but they were at crucial times. You know, Bryce Adams, we rarely see <clears throat> any varsity action from him, but cool, calm, and collective, did what he had to do, didn't try to go above and beyond. He stayed within his role. He made some big shots. That was that was big for us. Uh, Titan Alamo, who, uh, as we said on the broadcast last night, you know we had a lot of uh, negative to say about his his play early in the game. Like, man, he's in foul trouble. You know, three fouls. I think I, I want to say all within the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but when he came back in the second half, he came out strong. He came out smart. He handled pressure. He didn't turn the ball over. He was smooth. He was. He played low to the ground. He used his size to an advantage. He. No one could take the ball from him, and he played strong. He played with all the confidence in the world, and he handled everything that came his way, and he was a big reason why I think we were able to hold on to the lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, I, was, I was very proud of what Titan Alamo did last night. And, uh, you know, all, all the rest of the young guys that, that came in, they, they all stepped up in a big way. So you're right. This, this could be a little bit of momentum and depth building. Uh, that was, uh, was definitely a big positive to take away from last night. <laughs> Ellen, their game coming up on Friday. That's always a close game. That's always a competitive game. It's always a fun game. Tarpon's going to have to handle pressure and everything in between. Played them once earlier in the year. It literally came down to the final seconds. It was tied with 40 seconds left. Ellen made a free throw or two late. Um, what are some things you're expecting to see on Friday night going to Terrebonne High School and taking on the Patriots? Man, I'm expecting to see, you know, the same old Ellender. There's there's something special that, that clicks whenever they play South LaFouche. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter how good of a year they have and how bad of a year they have and how average and mediocre and disappointing for Ellender they may be having. I think we're going to get their best game. It, it just it, it always seems to work out that way. Uh, you know, that's credit to Coach Carnell Scott, just always having his guys ready for the right moments. Uh, he's, you know, he is still coaching there, right? I, I know yes, I yes, yes, yes. Okay, just making sure. I, I didn't want to, you know, speak out a lot. Yeah, uh, 
uh, I expected him to still be coaching. I just haven't seen Ellender in person yet, so thanks for confirming that. Uh, <clears throat> he, he's been a great coach in this area for many years, and uh, he's always got his guys ready. I, I expect a dogfight. I expect full-court pressure. I expect them to attempt to give us 32 minutes of pain, as their paint job on the wall says. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Tarpons have the answer, which is, 32 minutes of disciplined basketball, which is the the counter to that, and uh, it's uh, I'm expecting a fun event, regardless of what the uh, final score ends up being. So let's talk some NFL for a second. Um, the Saints are out. Now we move to the playoffs. We've got a whole slew of teams that are going to be competing, and it'll be I think it's wide open. I could see. The Bills, the Chiefs, I could see Burrow. I could even see maybe even the Chargers getting hot. On the NFC side, I think it's wide open. I don't think any of those teams are any good, including Philly. I think they all got flaws and holes. I think we're looking at two, three weekends of football, bro, where we're going to see some crazy things happen, a lot of high drama, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it all shakes out. Oh, yeah, man, I I'm with you. Um, <clears throat> it's really hard to pick a, you know, to really define an NFC favorite here. Uh me personally, I'm just going to take the easy way out and say I think Philadelphia's going to come through. But you're right, man. It's going to be a few really fun weekends. We're going to we're going to see some unexpected things. We're going to see some crazy things. Um, man, it's it's hard to predict. It's hard to call. It's hard to bet either way. Um, I'm super excited for it. But you know, you know, I, I know a lot of people. They say, you know, they, they love college football way more than pro. You know, we know a bunch of people personally who just have given up on pro football overall for multiple reasons. But if you're a football fan at all, man, there's something different about these next few weekends. Like, this is this is a special time of year. I can't wait for it. Well, one thing that was not special was the college football playoff national championship game. Georgia won by a zillion over TCU, and it just serves as a reminder, and I ran it on this in yesterday's show. When this thing expands to 12, it's going to be the, the the country thinks, oh, well, it's going to be new flavor. It's going to be new life. It's going to be uh, new opportunities for new teams. No, it's not. It's going to be Georgia versus Alabama, LSU versus Tennessee, Auburn may sneak in some years. Florida may sneak in some years. A&M may catch wildfire. Ole Miss may get it. It's going to be all of the teams from the South beating up on all the teams from everywhere else because, bro, TCU finishes the national runner-up. After watching that game and after watching them play this season, I think Tennessee would have beat them. I think Alabama would have beat them. I think LSU would have beat them. Ole Miss on their right day would have beat Like The South is going to dominate this expanded playoff. Oh, absolutely. Dude, week one through week five, I think Ole Miss just absolutely curb stomps TCU. You know, depending on what point in the year you catch them, just about any SEC team, A&M could have caught them in, in week 12 and beat them. You know, it, it was just the the right time for the right team. I mean, you could say the same thing for TCU, of course, any given moment, any given team, any given Saturday, whatever. Yeah, you can, but... I uh, after the egg they laid the night of the national championship, um, which of course Georgia deserves some credit for doing what they did, but I was I was very disappointed in how TCU just had no answer. They they couldn't do anything right. You know, one touchdown early on, and that was it. Um, I can't wait for the expanded playoffs because just like you said, man, it's you know. <clears throat> 
I, it's almost as if these SEC teams, year in and year out, get punished because they have to play each other, and you, you know, they never make it to the end because they have two or three losses to all the best teams in the country, which is within their own conference, sometimes within their own division. Uh, I think this is really going to expose some things and open some eyes, just as you said, man. If the seeding works out, don't be surprised for an All SEC Final Four. You know multiple times in these next 10 years. Stone Cold Steve Austin has been aggressively posting videos of him working out, and he looks shredded. He looks as good as he did when he was in his 30s. The last time he did such a thing was when he was preparing for WrestleMania. What's he up to? Is he going to be... There's some speculation he may be surprised entered in the Rumble. There's speculation he may be facing uh, John Cena or somebody at WrestleMania. What's he up to? Casey, I have no idea. Last year, we had all this buildup. We had all these rumors. We had all these promo packages. We had Kevin Owens doing his thing, calling out Austin every week on Raw. I have no clue, but it's got to be something. Of course, Austin being the showman he is, um, maybe, maybe he's just shutting down rumors to keep the surprise going um, with his whole, well, I was working out last year, and ever since then I felt like a million bucks and I want to just keep it going. I'm not working out for anything special but myself. Maybe that's just a way for them to keep the surprise away, but also, you know, why would they purposely post that on social media and things like that? It's just to keep you curious enough to sell tickets, yes. Um with Austin no longer living in Texas, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he lives in Nevada. He's got a ranch out there. Um, California's not that far away, man. Him making a surprise uh, appearance at WrestleMania, be it night one or night two, I think is very, very possible. Um, as far as him being a surprise entrant in the Rumble, uh, for argument's sake, I'm just going to say no. I don't. I don't see that being... Possible. I don't think. I don't think he's ready to commit to a three to four month program. I think he's a one and done, once a year, blow it all out the water. I think he's preparing for Mania and Mania only. Right, and I think one of the issues too is if he comes into the Rumble, like how do you eliminate him? It's like he's not going to win and then go on and face Roman Reigns for the you know, the main event of WrestleMania. It's like how do you get him out? It's biz. A, it's tough. B, the fans are going to riot. Like, yeah, it's it's just tough to put him in there because he he can't win. Yeah, he's uh, I think he's past the age, past the prime where, like, he's not. I don't think he's ever going to do a WrestleMania match again where he quote unquote puts over the young talent and passes the torch. I think everything he comes for is positive in his favor is one more match you know one more can of whoop ass uh sorry i hope i could say that on the radio yeah you're good (laughs) okay (laughs) you know one more stone cold showing i don't think he's ever gonna come to lose so the fact that you put him in the rumble as you said very good point you don't put him in the rumble because he has to be eliminated because he can't you you can't set him up for the main event for the title at wrestlemania at age 50 whatever he's uh he's he's past those days so it's uh you know you can't 
by bringing him in the rumble, knowing you have to eliminate him, you take away from the mystique, you take away from the credibility, you take away from the dominance and the story that they're trying to keep up and tell anyway. So only bringing him to rumble would just hurt the buildup to WrestleMania. I think you leave him out and you just once a year until he's had enough, just kind of like Undertaker did, you know, for his his last few years. So let's talk about this, man. There's all sorts of drama in that company right now. Vince McMahon is back, and we're told out front, oh, you know, it's going to be no big deal. You know, he's back, and he's just going to be there to negotiate a sale. And then yesterday you see Stephanie McMahon resigned as co-CEO. Now keep in mind, to be fair, she only ever became the CEO because Vince left, and she was kind of on a hiatus and a break anyway, so maybe this is just her going and do what she wanted to do originally. Or maybe it's her revolting against rumors that Vince McMahon's trying to sell the company into the Saudi Arabia Trust Fund, which is very anti-woman. There's a lot of different angles, a lot of different slices to this pie, man. There's some very interesting stuff that's going to shape the future of wrestling as we know it. You're right, man. I, I have no idea which direction to go, but you bring up some excellent points, and I'm doing the same juggling act in my head when I think about it. You know, she went from taking a break or taking a hiatus, whatever it is, right before Vince left. Then Vince left, and then she immediately comes back. And then Vince comes back, and she immediately leaves. My first thought is, oh, my God, what is going on with the real, true-life McMahon family? Is this a real-life feud? Is this an actual family business issue that she just refuses to work with slash work for her dad? What she, you know, is she more progressive with her ideas and she just can't stand to work with his old school mentality and bad booking decisions and just how he treats people? Who the hell knows? If that's what, that's where my first instinct went. I'll tell you that, that that's what I first thought. But, um, you know, is it, is it she... Maybe she just, as you said, maybe she just came back because someone needed to fill the role when Vince first left. And, you know, now she's ready to just go be a mom. She's not ready to, you know, dedicate her entire life and stay in the business week in and week out for the next 30, 40 years of her life. Maybe she's just not interested in that and she just wants to go home and be super mom. And that's okay, too. That's also a very, very possible option here, as opposed to the McMahons are feuding and all hell is breaking loose. But uh, either way, whatever direction Stephanie goes, you know, I'm sure it's, it's a good decision on her part. But I'll tell you this, um, the whole, all the rumors of Vince possibly selling the company to whatever big Saudi Arabian thing that's going on, like, man, I don't like it. I hope that's just a bad rumor. It it smells horrible. Uh, I, I really hope, because that, that could really, as you said, that could change everything, you know. And one thing that I never, ever do, whether someone asks me or not, I don't ever get political with people. I don't ever talk social issues with people, but I will just for just a second. The the way the country of Saudi Arabia operates and what their values are based on, you know, as far as their treatment of their, their un, 
fair or unfair treatment of women and minorities and, you know, people in the, the LGBT community and whatever it is, I think Saudi Arabia is a horrible place for a global billion-dollar entertainment business such as WWE, where you have people of those minority groups that that have grown to shine and, and just make so much progress, progress lately. I think uh, I think that would be a horrible move for this to be a Saudi-controlled company. I agree a thousand percent. And then you know, even looking beyond all of the political and social ramifications, which are very, you said that very very well. Just looking at what appeals to the Saudi audience, it's attraction based. So you're gonna see like Goldberg be the champ. You know, Hulk Hogan may come back and wrestle for all we like. It's all attraction based and like the in-ring technical stuff and the story part of it is not anything that's going to appeal to them at all. Like I just think the product is going to suck. Oh yeah, you you're right. You're right. I don't know if you remember reading about this, but when they first started this uh this Saudi deal, you know, when they did the uh greatest Royal Rumble pay-per-view or whatever they called it, you know, the the guys with the money making the calls and, you know, paying and demanding these attractions and the whole reason, you know, Goldberg came back and Shawn Michaels and Triple H teamed up against Undertaker and Kane. All these things were money-based, Saudi money-based, because that's what they wanted to see. I don't know if you remember reading about this. These, these Saudis that were making these decisions are so out of touch, they asked for Yokozuna. <laughs> in the gra- Do you remember reading about that? Yep. That's not a rumor. That's not a joke. These they, they demanded Yokozuna in the Greatest Royal Rumble. He's been dead for like... <laughs> 15 years like that's that's how much of a joke it would be to to just sell the company to saudi control whatever it is it's uh i think it's a terrible move i hope it's just a really bad rumor yeah hope you're right brother thanks so much for the time as always we'll chat again on friday at ellen can't wait buddy yep absolutely man looking forward to it and as always Go Tarts, and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job. Boy, he, he and I's wrestling talk is, is some good stuff. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you may not like wrestling, and I'm sure there's a piece of our audience that hates it. Oh, why the hell are y'all talking about that? Uh, blah, 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 blah. But if you like it, it's it's some of the best. Uh, let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, I'm still laughing. Yoko Zuna and the damn Saudi Royal Rumble. Uh, when we get back out of the break, we're going to get to our mailbag. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll get your questions answered here on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, Buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. 
Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed time is money don't waste both running around looking for filters batteries and belt sand related items fleet supply warehouse delivers fleet supply offers daily scheduled delivery including bayou lafouche new orleans morgan city new iberia lafayette thibodeau baton rouge the north shore plus the river parishes too automotive lawn equipment agricultural marine or industrial fleet supply warehouse 985-868-0430 venture boulevard homa When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Admit it, at some point in your life, you sat around a living room with a guitar controller, maybe even maybe in your arms, maybe wrapped around your neck if you were a little extra and put the strap, and you played Guitar Hero, and you lost yourself for three or four minutes in this song. If you haven't, then I don't know that I even want you listening to this show. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. But it's play-by-play. And we are rocking out to Sweet Child of Mine, which is, of course, a legendary song, but also a legendary video game song because of its place on Guitar Hero. Let's get to the mailbag. We've got questions to get answered. I am at Casey underscore Jiskler on Twitter, JisklerCasey at gmail.com. We're at Kaylee B Radio on Twitter. We're at KLEB Radio on Facebook. I am Casey Gisclair on Facebook. Find a way to get your question to me pretty please. The first question is, 
from a listener who wants to know, Casey, who do you got to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> I've been asked this several times throughout the course of the season. I I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. Like, I think Buffalo's got the best roster. They're 13-3. and three. I think they got the best roster. I think Josh Allen is hungry. I thought they were the best team last year, just kind of lost in a fluky way. But they don't have a first-round bye. And they're going to have to beat both, likely, both Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes to get there. That's tough. That's real tough. <sighs> to hell with it. I've said Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Buffalo. I think Buffalo's got the best shot. But it's wide open. In the AFC, I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati made it because Joe Burrow just gets into these modes late in the year where he just says, hey, to hell with it, I'm not losing again. We saw that last year. He locked in, took a vastly inferior team to the Super Bowl, almost won the Super Bowl, beat Kansas City, beat everybody in his path. Like, he just has that little switch that he flips to where he just says, all right, every game the rest of the season, I'm going to throw for 440 yards, I'm going to throw for four touchdowns, and we're going to make it work. You can't rule that out from happening again. You can't rule out um, the Chiefs, who have home field advantage, just being the best team. You can't rule that out. I I don't discount... The Chargers and Justin Herbert, but certainly I don't discount them losing to Jacksonville Saturday either. You don't discount the 49ers who are playing well. They were so close last year. Like There are so many different ways I could see this going. There's a small sliver of me who thinks that on Monday night, Tampa Bay is going to take the field and Tom Brady's going to suddenly be a young man again and he's going to stand in the pocket longer, let his receivers get deeper down the field. Start extending the, the ball deep down the field, hitting Evans in stride, making big plays. There's a small piece of me in the back of my mind that thinks that when the playoffs begin, Tampa's going to just look different. They're going to block better. They're going to play better. Hell, they did that the year they won the Super Bowl. They weren't worth a damn in the regular season. They weren't. Tampa wasn't one of the, the best seeds in the year that they won the Super Bowl. They were not good. They just kind of caught a little bit of a rhythm in the back end of the year. The last three, four games got into the playoffs and said, you know what, we ain't losing anymore. Do we really discount that as a possibility again? The year Tampa won it all, the COVID year 2020, they were 11-5, and five, but they were also 7-5 and five at one point. Now, that, that obviously, they were better then than they are now. But, like, they were on the road the first playoff game. They were on the road all of their playoff games. They didn't have any home games. They didn't have any home field advantage. They just started playing well at the right time. You can't discount that. But I'm going to go to Buffalo. I'm going to lean towards them. I, I've been saying it all year. I'm going to stick with it. Casey, what percentage chance to give Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman Trophy next year? Well, he's like 15 or 16 to 1 in Vegas. So that would be, what, a 5 6% chance? Um, I'll go a little better than that. I think that Daniels has an opportunity. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna make strides. I think he's gonna make massive strides. I think he's going to play very well um this season. I think he's gonna throw the ball better this coming season. He's gonna be more comfortable with his receivers this coming season. He's gonna have a better offensive line and a running game this coming season. <laughs> this past year, Daniels 
when you add the rushing and passing together, had 28 touchdowns with three interceptions, 2,900 yards passing, 885 yards rushing. If he gets that passing up to, oh, 3,600, 3,700 yards, gets that rushing up to 1,000, maybe adds a couple more passing touchdowns, it's going to be hard to deny him. I'll say this. What's going to hurt him is that no matter what Caleb Williams does next season, he's going to get a big leg up and a big boost because he's in that Los Angeles market. Caleb Williams will, A, he's great, and he doesn't need the added exposure, but he's going to get the automatic leg up, and I think is the overwhelming favorite to win the Heisman just because of the market that he plays in and the stats he's going to be able to put up in that system. So because of that, I say, you know, 8 9%. But if not for Caleb Williams existing, I would say it would be closer to 25 30%. Casey, do you think LeBron James will retire as a Laker? Nope. LeBron James ain't been loyal to any franchise he's been a part of his entire career. Left the Cavs for the Heat. Left the Heat for the Cavs. Left the Cavs for the Lakers. Like, he's always looking for the next opportunity. And he's openly said throughout the course of his career, whoever gets Bronny is where I'm going to be. I don't care you know, if I got to play for the minimum. I, I don't care. I'm going where my son is. A, I've always kind of rolled my eyes at that because I've seen Bronny James play, and I don't think he's an NBA player, and neither do scouts, by the way. He's only a four-star recruit. He's not one of the top players in the country. Um, you know, he's like, 40th or 50th, and that's carrying the the LeBron James name. Can you imagine how low it would be if his name were Frank Johnson? Um, so, yeah, I don't know that he's an NBA talent to begin with, but I don't think he's going to retire Laker. I don't. I think he's going to eventually tire of carrying around a poorly run franchise, and it's a franchise that's poorly run in part because they've allowed LeBron to do some dumb, some dumb stuff. Um, he signed off on the Russell Westbrook trade. He signed off on some of the other bad moves that they made. So, yeah, I think that he's going to do what he does. He's going to let the apple rot, and then whenever it rots, he's going to go and bite into another apple. Casey, which NFL home team is most likely to lose this weekend? Whew, great question. Because there are a few that I think are in, in danger. The 49ers are not in danger. The Bills, I don't think, are in danger. I don't think the Bengals are in that much danger because Lamar Jackson certainly just isn't playing, apparently. Um, so I'm picking between Jacksonville, Minnesota, and Tampa. I think the Vikings should be favored against the Giants because I don't trust Daniel Jones. I think Tampa is hard to pick for this because they've got Tom Brady's the best players ever played. So I'm going to go Jacksonville reluctantly, knowing that by going Jacksonville, I'm putting faith in Justin Herbert and the Chargers, which is a scary-ass proposition. Um, So, yeah, I'll go I'll go Jacksonville as the most likely home team to lose this weekend against the Chargers. Casey, will you do more high school soccer talk on the show as the season winds down? Good question from a listener, and yes, we will. We're going to um, – you have my word. In the coming weeks – I'm going to start sorting out the teams that are doing the best. And, hell, I can tell you the South LaFouche boys are, are, are rocking and rolling because this question comes from a listener who is a South LaFouche fan. <clears throat> and we're going to get um, 
some of those coaches on. Central Lafouche is playing well. They're 10-4-3. Bourgeois has got a good team. They're 12-4-1. As I said a minute ago, South Lafouche is playing very well. They've got a very strong side. They're 8-2-2. Two two. We're going to have some of those coaches on um, to detail the work that those kids are doing. So great question. And yes, we will start talking soccer more heavily as we get down the stretch run of the year. Casey, can the LSU women's basketball team make the Final Four? Hell yeah, they can. Who's going to beat them? <laughs> like, they've been rolling. They are a Goliath of the sport right now. They're going to be one of the teams that's going to be among the last standing. They're undefeated. They're now in the top five. And, like, they blow out everyone that they face. They're 4-0 in the SEC. They just got done destroying Kentucky. They're going to destroy Missouri on Thursday. Back at home in the PMAC taking on Auburn. Like, Angel Reese, like, call an architect because they're going to be putting up some statues of that young lady at some point in her career in Baton Rouge. She's just a sophomore. She's averaging 24 points and 16 rebounds a game as a sophomore. She is one of the most dominant college basketball players I have ever seen. She's only a sophomore. Like, she's got a whole lot more time left at LSU. It's unbelievable the way that she plays. Yeah, LSU's going to be in, in the discussion for the Final Four. Absolutely. They're one of the best teams in the country. This is not a fluke what you're seeing, folks. They're in the SEC doing this now. Earlier in the year, yeah. Hey, the questions were fair. The schedule was soft. The team, yeah, the questions were fair. The questions are are not fair anymore if you're questioning LSU now. They're in the SEC 4-0 and have destroyed everything in their path. Casey, who will be the LSU starting running back next season? Josh Williams, without question. He's back. They're going to have more depth at the position. But you're not going to uh, take that away from Josh Williams. He's been excellent. He could block. He could run. He could catch passes. He's not the biggest. He's not the strongest. But, boy, he's the toughest. And he's got tremendous heart. He plays with relentless effort. Josh Williams will be the LSU starting running back next fall. And I think, honestly, the position's in great hands there because the games that he didn't play, <laughs> the offense didn't look the same. He, he was unquestionably, in my opinion at least, my humble opinion, he was unquestionably the best answer that they had. I would like to see more John Emery. I think he's going to come back. I'd like to see more Noah Kane. I think the freshman, you know, Holly and some of the other guys will be able to do some good things. But none of them do it like Josh Williams. He's got that little bit of Clyde Edwards-Alaire in him where he just kind of could do a little bit of everything super well, and I think that's going to make a big difference. Tonight, betting picks, and then we'll get out of here for today's show. I like the Milwaukee Bucks and the Hawks to go over 230. I think that'll be a game where there will be some points scored. I like, um, let's see here. I like the, um, oh, I just had it. Oh, here we go. I like the Pelicans to cover 10 against Boston. 10 points is a lot, man. It's hard to blow out the Pelicans. I like 10 points for the Pelicans to cover there. We go to college basketball. It's kind of a busy slate. I like Vermont plus one over UMass Lowell. I like in the SEC, um, uh, UConn minus two over Marquette. I also like um, one more here. I'll find I, I had it earmarked. I'm sorry. My FanDuel app always freezes on at the absolute worst possible time. Right here. I like Charleston minus two over UNC Wilmington. And then I also like over 129 for Houston and South Florida. Thanks to everybody for listening. Today's show was a really good one. I want to thank Richard Jones for the time, Brody Williams for the time, Taylor Griffin for the time, 
Have a great rest of the day. I'm looking out of our window. It is gorgeous out there. Beautiful Southeast Louisiana day. Take advantage of it. Live it to the fullest. Be kind to your neighbors. Be kind to your friends. Tell somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. That uh, Hello. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that you miss them. Reach out to your people because, boy, having a good tribe is the most important thing that you could have in this world. We'll be back tomorrow talking some high school basketball, talking some NFL playoffs, and everything in between. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of the day. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.